Hello guys, welcome back to Board Draw, episode number 25. Let's go! Quarter yeah. of a cent. Huh? Quarter of a cent. Quarter of a cent. Wow, 25 episodes already, man. Yeah, come on. For like, only yesterday was our first episode. Like it was yesterday. Like it was yesterday. But um, big, 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 big week of games. Some um, huge results in the Barclays Premier League. We've got a very happy boy over here. Always a happy boy. Potentially, I mean, we're going to start with this game anyway. Potentially, it's Arsenal's biggest test of the season so far. I say potentially, probably definitely, um, in terms of finding a placeholder for where they actually stand in the league. I know they've been doing very well. Yeah. They play team, they beat Spurs, they fought against United. But um, a Liverpool team who have been severely, severely underperforming, lying below Bournemouth and Fulham in the uh, Premier League table at the minute. Um but the Gunners came out 3-2 on top. It was a quality game for it, the neutral. Um, it was a, the intensity of that game. Not was like the neutral. The, it was the most intense football the Premier League has seen this season. You know, like last season or kind of like the last couple of seasons, whenever you watch Man City Liverpool play each other, it's always like a 3-2 or like a 4-3. And, and you just know yeah, the standard is levels yeah. above every other game that you watch that like week or even like that season, those games when them two play each other, standards so high. Don't want to gas us too much, but it did feel reminiscent of like a City-Liverpool game where it's end-to-end, attackers on crud, defenders on crud. Yeah, it was a really good game. It was just, yeah, it was end-to-end and there was a lot of spice in the game. game Graham Sooners would have loved this game. He would. It was a man's game, apparently. Um, but yeah, it was... It had everything. Um, did get very heated towards the end. Obviously, that's the whole Jordan Henderson situation. Um, won't speak about that. We won't talk about that too about much, it, but or at all. But um, could be something. What a performance from Arsenal! Yeah. Um, this re- and do you know what? It wasn't the worst Liverpool performance either. Nah, I, I said this post game when my brother. I had a chat with my brother, and he was like, "Oh, Liverpool, they're shit at the moment." Blah blah blah. And I was saying that that Liverpool team with that performance, they beat most other teams in the league. Yeah, they're 100%. But we're looking like upper echelons at the moment. So it's one of those ones. I heard um, some people talking about Arteta and specifically after this game and saying this season he's transitioned from being a step below like the top Premier League managers into that sort of top echelon now. Like you're You're really, really seeing the tactical nuances coming into play now. And his ability to man manage and, and see out games. Yeah. Um he did a couple of things this game that made me think like his managerial IQ has like come on leaps and bounds. And, and you could always tell like like in the um City All or Nothing and just like all the stuff Pep says about him that he was like a tactical kind of like genius, but obviously don't want to use the word genius too flippantly. But like everyone did gas up his tactical IQ. And so but he's done a couple of things in his tenure at Arsenal so far that have made me think, oh, Maybe that's something he'll learn as he gets more experience. But in that Arsenal-Liverpool game, some of the decisions he made, one playing Tommy Asu, another playing Ben White at right back, and just stuff like that just makes me think he's come on leaps and bounds in yeah. quite a short space of time. It was it was really it was really impressive. Um, I think the Tommy Asu pick really neutralised Salah's effectiveness in the game. It was game. crazy how smart that man Obviously, was. Tommy Asu is a right-footed uh, player. Salah yeah. likes to cut inside onto his left from that right wing. Um and every time he would cut inside, Tomiyasu was there to match him with his strong foot. Yeah. So, like, Salah really didn't get any joy out of it. Tomiyasu's also not the smallest lad. No, that's exactly so, it. So, Arsenal would, like, press the Liverpool defence so that it was, like, on Simakas's and Van Dijk's side. 
and then all Van Dyke does is spray a diag. And if like last season, Tierney couldn't really handle the diag, Salah would muscle him, bring the ball down, and go at Tierney. But aerially, Tommy Asu won like every single diag. And then if Salah did manage to bring it down, like you said, Salah cuts it in. Tommy Asu's there on his strong foot. So yeah, the Tommy Asu move, Salah was pocketed. And I know Salah's been ropey this season anyway, but that was his ropiest. He got what, when did he get yanked off? Half time was it? Or just after half time? Just after, I think. Shambles, mate. Um, yeah, I mean, I also thought the fact that they obviously targeted um, the Trent side a lot. Oh yeah, and Martinelli. It was, it was it was an absolute <laughs> overload. Um, you had Martinelli literally just toasting him. Martinelli, by, by the way, just shout out Martinelli. He's having an absolute season of his life. If he's not in that Brazil squad, oh, he's got to be. We're gonna have issues because he he's, is on. Crud. He's He's better. Like everyone was comparing Richardson to Gabriel Jesus. Richardson isn't even fit to lace Martinelli's boots. But um, yeah, no, he's he's having an absolute blind of a season. There's a lot, a bit of controversy around uh, his goal about the VAR. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Like uh, as a like, if I was a neutral, I wouldn't really care. Like who cares? But like Me. as a Liverpool fan, you'd be raging. How can you not get? There's cameras everywhere in the stadium. How can we're in 2022? Not- yeah. You Find can't, line. bro. You go to the shops and buy like a beer, and you're on fifty six different cameras. Yeah, mate. Well, we're in the Premier League, the richest league in the world. Yeah, and you're telling me they can't get that camera. I say, I say, yeah. If I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be going nuts. But yeah, I mean, there was a couple th- of ropey decisions. There's no point beating on about it because yeah. it's happened now. They're not going to go back and reverse the decision. And in the grand scheme of things, like yeah, that could have gone either way. Arsenal with a better team. Oh, 100 percent. Black and white. Yeah. And so yeah, say that decision doesn't go our way and Liverpool get the offside I reckon we go and score another goal anyway like fucking butterfly effect shit happens nothing happens but we were the better team on the day and in my opinion deserve the three points yeah I agree with that I thought Liverpool I mean Liverpool are just causing their own issues at the minute they are going behind every single game it's crazy and we've said and they only like start playing regularly. when they go behind. Yeah, yeah. And so there were spells when Liverpool were behind and they looked like they were going to go on. And especially when it went to 2 all, I was yeah. thinking, oh, Liverpool might just run on with this game now. Yeah. Because they might be able to take it into like that fourth gear where Arsenal might not even be able to match it. But Liverpool haven't really moved out of second gear all season. Well, I think, like you're saying about the like third and fourth gear that they used to be able to move into, do you think it's because the squad are aging? They're like, are they the second oldest squad in the league or the oldest squad in the league? Do you reckon their inability to get up to that level as quick as they used to is because they're getting too old? And the likes of Arsenal are now getting to that level quickly because we've got a young, I mean, energetic Arsenal team. Arsenal are starting games in fifth gear already. They're starting Crazy. games at 100 miles an hour. Like You don't they're go and score in the first minute against yeah. Liverpool. That doesn't happen. They're finishing uh, the first half in fifth gear. They might fall, They might drop down a couple you yeah. know, in, in, like in the... In points of the game where it goes a bit quieter, but that's no that's no issue at all. You want to finish strong, you want to start strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Liverpool. I don't know whether it's about aging. I mean, there are a few rumours that um, they their approach to uh, their tactical training and their um, like method of training has changed the season to deal with the more hectic schedule. Obviously, we've got the Qatar World Cup uh, in November. We've got um, what do you call it? The Champions League is is started just like that's already going on. Yeah, the playing tonight against Rangers. Um, so it's a really compact schedule, and I don't know whether they're sort of reducing the intensity of their training is as a way of 
like sort of alleviating stress on players. Yeah, you don't want them like stressed twenty four seven. If you're not hitting at those levels of intensity in training, you're not going to be able to hit them on the yeah, pitch. 100%. Um also the loss of Sadio Mane is massive. Yeah. I think we're seeing Luis Diaz obviously he, he's a good player, but he's not linking the same way and or performing the same duties as Mane. Yeah. They look better with the four two three one. Nunez actually had quite a good game. I Nunez, thought he was out of the front line, he caused us the most problems. I mean, you're going to be like the most cliche thing to say about Darwin Nunez is that he, his movement is fantastic, and it is, it really mm. is. Um, but honestly, out of everyone in the Liverpool squad, a player who's benefited from their downfall is uh, Mr. Bobby Firmino. Yeah, he's yeah. Um, what's he on six goals now this season? Yeah, what do you get? A hat trick against Bournemouth, one against. I us. mean, yeah, he is scoring goals, and yeah. honestly, I, I, I know you spent a lot of money on Nunez. But um, I think they would be more dangerous with the likes of Firmino playing a little bit like a false nine mm. with allowing Salah to get further forward, playing that link-up play and Luis Diaz as well. Luis Diaz is hugging the touchline and then cutting inside. Let him bomb on behind. Let him try to break the lines. Yeah. He's going to be so much more dangerous that way. Um, and then you obviously have the ability to bring Jota on and even switch up to a more focal point uh, orientated attack with Darwin Nunez. But... Um, like you're looking at like with Luis Diaz and um, Salah, they're not wide playmakers. They're more like inverted wingers and they're almost wide strikers. They play that far up the pitch. And when you've got like three strikers in Nunez, uh, Diaz and Salah, you haven't got that, those people creating the opportunities. Like Salah and Diaz aren't going to be creating the same amount of opportunities as like a Bernardo Silva or a Phil Foden does for yeah, um, Haaland because they're different types of players. So potentially there's an issue there in, in the way they're setting up. Um, and obviously the fact now that Trent's having an absolute stinker of a season, Robbo's had a stinker and he's out injured. Yeah. They're not well, they're getting, they're not, now, they? exactly. and that's why they were so effective because they had wide playmakers in their left back and right back. Yeah. But those players can't get up the pitch anymore because defensively they're so fragile. Yeah. Um, and it just seems like they're second guessing everything. Liverpool, when they were good, and when they had that intensity, they were it was instinctual. Oh they, yeah, 100%. they were literally one, two, three transition, and they were gone, and you couldn't catch them, and they would score. Yeah, and from Allison up to whoever scored the goal, whether it be Salah or Jota or Diaz or Mane, it was seconds. It was quick and it was instinctual. Yeah. But they're lacking that bite this season. Hundred percent. You've got a very um, astute tactical observation written down here. Henderson is shit. Talk to me about that one. I was thinking about this. so <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't have to think about it for long, but you look at some of the best midfields in the world, or like in the history of football, you're looking at like, I mean, the prime example is probably Xavi, Iniesta and Busquets, right? Best midfield ever. Yeah. What does Jordan Henderson do that is reminiscent <laughs> of any of those players? Yeah. I mean, you've got like... I've seen people put him in the conversation with the likes of Frank Lampard, <laughs> Stephen Gerrard... I just, like, honestly, like, Thiago is a baller, right? Yeah. I, I think you'd even agree with that. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a tempo machine. He does machine. frustrate me a little bit. Though. He's a tempo machine and he can do a little bit of dirty work as well and he can be a bit of a box-to-box when he needs to. Yeah. Um, Fabinho, probably one of the better number sixes in the league on his day. Mm. So you've got sort of like a Busquets and maybe like a, like a, maybe a Xavi Iniesta hybrid in Thiago. He does a little bit of both, but not as well, obviously. Get yourself another fucking player in the midfield. Get Jude in there. Get because Jude. Henderson, what the fuck does he do apart from yeah. get loud? 
he does. Like, occasionally, he'll he'll do a successful across the uh, field pass. And everyone's like, he's got that in his locker. But like nine times out of ten, he sits on the edge of the box. The ball come out to him. He'll, sk- he'll absolutely shank a volley. Yeah. And he's like, a bit of a work rate merchant, isn't he? Yeah. And I know you're looking for leadership on the pitch, yeah. yeah. But like, you still got players like Van Dyke on the pitch, you know? Yeah. Give Fabinho's not a quiet man either. No. Allison will let will orchestrate his defence. So you've got play you've got voice on the pitch anyway. You're Liverpool FC at the end of the day. Yeah. But like get yourself a fucking midfielder in there who could do something for the team as opposed to just being a loud cunt. Like <laughs> I, I don't dislike Jordan Henderson. I don't dislike him. But if you want to be a top, top team, Jordan Henderson doesn't get anywhere near it. Yeah, you can't have any players that are like um getting carried and he, he he's getting carried obviously he gets he, he gets into the team because he, he's he's Liverpool through and through he's a leader he, yeah but it gets to a point where you have to think if we want to be the like the top team in, in the league in the world you don't have time to carry players a 30 would, how old is he like 31 it'd be funny yeah you but have him in your team you would start Calvin Phillips over him oh yeah 100%. and Calvin Phillips is sitting on my city's bench yeah yeah like Start I mean, Sambi Lakonga over him. Probably, yeah. <laughs> no, like, yeah, I, maybe. I but, um, but like, yeah, they need to get someone in that midfield. If they don't get Jude Bellingham, I do worry. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, so do I, to be fair. I think... I don't think Hendo's shit, though. I just want to put it out there. I don't think he's shit, but I do not think he has. he's of the calibre to be I'll show you the in a Liverpool team. It says Henderson is he shit. Doesn't, he doesn't have the calibre. He's not that... Nah, he he's has... Not, yeah, he's, he's um, had his kind of moment. He's, he shouldn't... He, they, they should be weaning him out. He's he James Wilk Milner esque in terms of he's there throughout pure work rate and commitment yeah. and leadership, right? Which are all valuable uh, commodities to have. But you need to have some sort of technical ability, and he just doesn't have it. Yeah, he he's shouldn't be playing that, yeah. upwards of 40 games a season for you. He should be playing the easy Champions League group stage games. Say, if you've got like a hectic schedule and you're playing like a, a lower league team or like the Carabao Cup. Get Jordan Henderson in that for it. But hard Prem games like Arsenal game or hard Champions League games like the Napoli game, you can't have Henderson starting now still. He's, and the thing he's is, tried, yeah, he's done. He's never the worst performer on the pitch. Yeah. Because he, he gets stuck because <laughs> he, he gets stuck in and like he, he's loud, he's vocal, and like he's always there and thereabout. But he and he's, he's but in that way he sort of goes through games yeah, yeah and he'll never get he'll never get ripped to shreds because he doesn't really make like mistakes he's not really but in he's a position not progressive that, and he yeah. doesn't he doesn't benefit you from being on the pitch yeah no i agree i think the lot they're, they're creativity problems you can't like what you're saying salah and diaz aren't creating opportunities they're there to finish opportunities and then the midfield apart from tiago who like you say he's a, a tempo man but for me he doesn't assist enough he he's doesn't not, he's not an advanced playmaker he doesn't yeah he doesn't really do much in the final third it's all the middle third and so you need and Fabinho is obviously the defensive third so the other midfielder should be doing the Bernardo Silva the De Bruyne work the, Mason Mount the stitching the game together the money Mace Mason Mount would be a Henderson doesn't do the defensive stuff that well doesn't do the dictating the tempo stuff well and then doesn't do the final third kind of assisting well enough all he does, his role specifically was there to cover an advanced Trent. Yeah, 100%. but now Trent is dead food. His role is completely obsolete. Should we should we talk about Trent being Trent's struggles this season just uh, before we close out this segment? Yeah, hundred um, percent. Do you think it's over for him? Yeah, you think it's over for him? 
Oh, define over. over do, you, do you think like he's going to do a Deli Ali now? Oh no 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 no! no, no. Nah, he's done too much. Deli Ali was washed for time. Do you think he's won the Champions League and the Premier League by twenty-one? I mean, he's different. Carl Walker's just gone. Up. Carl Walker's had his surgery now. Reese James went off injured last night. Still waiting on that. It didn't look too bad. Trent is injured. Could have been precautionary. You Trent, know what I think? Trippier. Ben White's our best right back. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad. Defensively, at he does what Reese James does. Attacking, yeah. he's not on the same level but as. But we don't Trent. need that. We've got. Yeah. We've got the attacking. Yeah. If you play four at the back, Ben White would facilitate four at the back so well because then you can tuck in and do the three that Arsenal do. It would be so good for Ben White and. Harry Maguire can have a centre-back who knows what he's doing next to him. Genuinely, for me, Ben White is England's starting right-back. Is he better than Trippier as a right-back? Defensively, yeah. Oh, going forward, yeah. Going forward, he's the worst out of... All of them. Out of Trent, Reese, Trippier, Walker. But he's probably on par with Walker going forward. Um, and um, Trips. We've gone from having an abundance of right-backs to having just getting shagged. But yeah, for me, Ben White is the number one option, in my opinion. Fair enough, yeah. I if mean, Arsenal were top of the league come the start of the World Cup, which is looking like we will. How can you not... When have you got City? Firstly, both times next year. Because we would have had them World Cup time, but they got moved. That's, that's the last thing I want to say before we round this out, this segment. Um, do Arsenal have enough in the bank, in that squad? Do they have enough ammunition to shoot down Manchester City? Um, I don't know. I want to say, if it's like starting 11 versus starting 11, yeah. If they get an injury to a number of man, they can replace them with like a pretty much on par replacement. When Gabriel Jesus went down. Oh my God, I thought he was dead. Bruv, I thought he died. The way his face planted and then all the man were like, get over yeah. here. I was like, oh my God, what if he's done like a Christian Eriksen? Yeah. But he was fine. Um, but yeah, <laughs> City, they can replace... Um, fucking De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Foden, Grealish, blah, blah, blah. They've, They've got, got a plethora of centre-backs. So many. Like, their centre-backs are a joke. They lost Stones and Roderick, uh, Stones and Laporte, and they're playing Akanji. Diaz, uh, Akanji, and Nathan Ake, and it's still as good. Yeah. But us, we've got replacement in some areas, like Tierney, Zinchenko, um, Saka, you can play that, Marquinhos, Smith Rowe, blah, blah. But Party, I like Zambi, but if Party gets injured, it's problems. I like Nketiah. But if Jesus gets injured, problems. No one can. No one can replace what Jesus. And then maybe, maybe even if Saliba gets injured, problems. I'm arguing, yeah, that Jesus is the key to your intensity. He he yeah, he's is crazy. the start and the finish of the intensity. He will press the man until he has nothing left to give. Yeah, he's so. Good. And everyone else sees that and thinks, right, it's my turn. I need to go. I need to go push him. I need to go cut that channel. And it's yeah, he's. Without a doubt, Arsenal's most important player for Do you me know anyway. that pet me when Aguero left? He was like, we cannot replace him. That's how I feel about Gabriel Jesus. But it's actually true this time. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, my opinion is if it's 11 versus 11, Arsenal can keep up. But if there's injuries, City can replace those injuries. Like can that. the apprentice problem. beat the master? Can Arteta triumph over Guardiola? Well, we'll have to f- wait till next year to find out. We've got a lot of football Come to talk on. about between then and now. Just going to round it up with a... Come on, Arsenal! I just... Yeah, I hope... Um, I think, do you know what? I don't see another team in the league that can stop Arsenal at the minute, apart from Man City. Yeah. I mean, I think they faltered against United, but that was due to United's play style. I think they just turned up on the day against Arsenal. Yeah, you have one of those days. But um, but yeah, we're but cooking. Yeah, you're cooking, cooking with gas. Eating good, baby. Cooking with gas, yeah. All right, cool. 
we talked about Arsenal, we talked about Liverpool. Um, we're going to go discuss some of the other fixtures that took place. Took place this weekend. Took place this weekend, yeah. And uh, we'll be back. Go get a drink or something. Enjoy. Yeah, get a beer, mate. Get a beer. We are back. We are indeed. Time to talk about the other games that happened in the Premier League this weekend. We're going to kick it off. We don't want to talk about them too much because we've spent probably 24 episodes talking about them primarily. But it is Pep Guardiola's citizens. Pep Guardiola. Um, you got a correct result in your predictions this week with them. I did. I, I'm still falling behind you. But yeah, this was the one that I got smack on the money. Yeah. So uh, Man City 4 um, and the Saints failed to score. I was um, watching lower league football while this was on. We went to a local match at St. Albans. Shout out yeah. the uh, shout out the Saints, they're called, their nickname. But, um, was it 1-0 and they scored in like the last minute? The, it uh, was indeed. But, um, while we were there, obviously this game was on and everyone and their nan had Haaland captain for the fantasy. And so everybody was watching the match, but like fucking goals were going in in this game and everyone was like, not Haaland, not Haaland, not Haaland. And then lastly, but not leastly, Haaland bags a goal. All, I want to discuss something, yeah. It's easy money. Is Cancelo the best right back in the world? Yeah. Yeah, he's different. He's different, yeah. really. Trent could learn a, two, a thing or two. Boy, is he the right, best right back? I said that quite flippantly, didn't I? Nah, he probably is. I can't I, really think I, of someone yeah. better. He is unbelievable. Because going forward, he he doesn't do what Trent does in terms of f- like what Trent does, which is like whipping rough whippy crosses he's always around the box what though. Trent uh, what Cancelo does is kind of fucking he spams that outside of the boot cross doesn't he yeah and then he, he's like a little playmaker whereas Trent's not he's kind of just like a crosser nah Trent is Trent's a wide playmaker whereas Cancelo is more of an inverted fullback isn't he like he's always he's always in and around the edge of the box like Cancelo's IQ attacking IQ is higher Oh yeah, Trent. Trent just whips it in. Trent, with, yeah, with Trent great is, technique. Yeah, Trent is like every time. Let me hit that six-yard box with a cross. Hit that, but Cancelo is doing like patterns of play around the edge of the box, and that's what I want. I want like fucking naughty tech men everywhere. And he can play right back and yeah. left back, and he's just amazing. He's an amazing player. Yeah. Um, Phil Foden getting on the score sheet again and an assist. He's killing it. He's killing season. it. He's yeah. decided Gareth. I'm going to show you why I'm the fucking English Starboy. Him and Saka battling out for Starboy well, status. What I fucking said in the England episode that we did. I was like, it cannot be him versus Saka. It has to be them two both on the pitch. They have to be the on the pitch. Time. They have to have They to do be. different roles and they do those different roles. In different positions. The best out of every England player. Like oh, what yeah. Phil Foden does, he does like that attacking midfielder central, the best out of any England option. And Saka does best aggressive, wide right winger, best out of any England player. 100% So they both got to be playing. 100% agree. Um, Thanks, man. Eventually, Haaland did get on the score sheet. He did indeed. Um, I just... They're still undefeated in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have they only dropped points to Aston Villa? Aston Villa and someone else. Or is it just Aston Villa? I can't remember now. Nah, they'd be ahead of us if it was um, just Aston Villa. But yeah... I, I mean, can anyone actually stop this Man City team? Are they unstoppable? I know after their Champions League game last night, there's a few injury concerns. Obviously, Haaland didn't play. Apparently, his muscles are a bit in distress. So, potentially, maybe oh, not Haaland this weekend. Um, 
against Liverpool. Ooh. Oh, it could be a Phil battery. had, um, I think Pep put it as disturbing issues. So I'm not sure what that means, but I'm, I'm presuming it's an injury-related problem as opposed to him like having nightmares or something. <laughs> but yeah. Um, nightmares about James. Mahrez had a bit of a disaster class, didn't he, last night? Yeah, I think Mahrez is kind of like, he's still so good, but I think he's like kind of on his way out from being starting eleven. Probably like one of the first names on the he team. He needs sheet. he needs more. He needs a consistent playtime to build up the confidence. Hundred percent. I think he to needs to move. Work. I think he, he's kind of hit his kind of. He yeah, like you said, he is now at a stage where like he was like Sterling last year, where Sterling was getting like one in every three games, and players as good as Sterling, players as good as Mares, they need to be first name on the team sheet every single week, and he's not going to get that in this city team. Sterling realized that and left. I think Mares will probably come to that. Although I think he signed a new deal quite recently, but yeah, um, I think Mares should probably move. But yeah, well, he missed a penalty last night as well, didn't he? And he, apparently he's missed like thirty percent of his penalties. They're so bad at penalties. I know Harlan will probably come in and smash them all in from now on, but they just really have no right to be. I remember one season that they, they had like five penalties in a row and just kept missing them. Oh, I just so funny. But what I want to say about City is they've got kind of like a compet like a mindset advantage going into every game over every team because with Haaland players will see his stats and be like fuck me as a defender I need to mark my life on this guy like don't let him near the ball and if they overcompensate on Haaland the rest of the man are going to score it's not like Haaland is their only good player like Man United when Cristiano Ronaldo came back and everybody else was shit apart from Ronaldo. So all you need to do is mark Ronaldo out of the game and the rest is a myth. It's not the case with City. If you mark Haaland out of the game as hard as that is, they got De Bruyne, they got Foden, they got Mahrez, Silver. they got Silva, Grealish. They're going to get bags of goals anyway, like we saw last season when they won the league without Haaland. Julian Alvarez as well. So now teams will mark Haaland, be like, oh yeah, we've got him. Keep him quiet for 90 minutes, but they'll lose 5 0 because the rest of them will score. But the problem is, yeah, you can mark Harland, but it won't do anything. Nah, he, he will fucking boy you off anyway. He's still just. Did you see um, the he, tweets about his younger his cousin? Cu- younger cousin. But Mate, the, I, didn't, but I didn't believe the, it. The, but... man, the man has put a fucking Preston North End goal over it, and then no one's questioned it. It was the <laughs> Preston goal where they absolutely screamed it in from the left hand side. The Donny's got his foot up, and it's an absolute outrageous goal. The video quality is like 240p, like so you potato, can't even yeah. tell what it is. And everyone's just like, he's the next coming of Ireland. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah it's, it's ridiculous. Don't believe everything you read on Football Twitter because it's mainly shit. Luke ITK. That's the one. Um, that's the one where it's like, in Bad Page, because it was St. Maximum scoring. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Nah, I just, as yeah, well as Arsenal are, well. As, well as, as well as Arsenal are doing, I just, I fail to see how a team stops Man City win the league. They are putting three, four, five past every team. I know Southampton aren't the best team in the league and they're not... Probably one of the worst at the moment. Yeah, they're not um, They're not great at not conceding goals, especially they like their uh, nine nils. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I just fail to see a team where City can't... They have the answer to everything. Even if a team sets up with a deep block, they had the keys to unlock it. If the team sets up with a high press, you're going to concede seven goals. Like, there is nothing you can do to stop this team. They are the best team in the world. Yeah, 100%. They're, we did just say that, and then they fucking somehow draw nil-nil to Copenhagen, but it's a different box of frogs. 
Um, Rested a lot of key players, though. Yeah, 100%. They're going to smoke Liverpool. Um, yeah, I just think they're a problem. And they'll keep pushing on. And it's up to the sweet Arsenal boys to stop them. Can Arteta make you wetter? <laughs> Pep's got a clay. Um, uh, yeah, moving yeah. on. Move on to one disgustingly oil rich team to t- another. Yeah, Bosch, Newcastle, Saudi money, the Toons, the Toons, Bruno Gamarish, poor draw player of the week. Unbelievable. That's, yeah. that, do you know that's probably more? I would rather get bigger draw player of the week. Yeah, yeah. Than man of the match, than Premier League player of the month. Ballon d'Or's coming up soon. Yeah, but Bordreau is that anything on Bordreau player of the week? Oh, no, probably not. Um, two goals from the boy. There's a question that was uh, being flying around on the, the Twitter sphere. Is he the best player outside the top six? Yeah, I was going to put that in the post when I tweeted about him being, but I went with he's the jewel in the crown of this Newcastle team. Is he but better yeah. than James Madison? Ooh. Is he better than Wilfred Zaha? Is he better than Declan Rice? Yeah. Ooh! Yeah, he is. Oh, you know what? That's a big shout. We should do it. So we did the... Um, last week, we did the Ericsson and Basuma versus Hoiberg and Bentancourt. Maybe that's what we should do. Question. We should do a, uh, we'll a do little like a post little... where we've got both our Premier League... Our top Premier League 11 from every team outside the top six. We'll but like not, not, not top six, but the big six. So oh. no Spurs, no to- uh, no Spurs, no Tottenham, no Spurs, no Arsenal, no Liverpool, City, United, yeah. and Chelsea. But I'll do a post after this. I'll do who do you think the best player outside top six is? And we'll have James Madison, Declan Rice, Wilfred Zaha, Wilfred Zaha, Bruno Gumaraes. Who else? There's got to be someone massive we're missing. We'll do a couple, couple left and right. Jared now. Bowen, Jared Bowen probably wouldn't even. Yeah, nah, not really. Maybe. Iwobi? Uh, Iwobi's my player of the season. <laughs> we'll talk about my man Iwobi, Iwobi in Iwobi's a minute. my player of the season. We'll talk about him yeah. in a minute. We'll quickly touch on the United game because that was actually an interesting game. But yeah. yeah, Newcastle, they are running away now. I think they've kind of, they had a slow start, but they hadn't actually been beaten, I think. Or been beaten once, I think. Um, but yeah, I think they're lucky in the sense that Wilson got injured, Isak came in, Isak got injured, Wilson's back. I like Callum Wilson's, Wilson a lot. Wilson's looking really good. Yeah, I like Callum and Wilson a lot. And could potentially be a rogue shout for the England squad if he can stay fit. Because he, he's very dynamic compared to like Abraham uh, and Kane. He's very dynamic. Yeah, 100%. In terms of his, his play style. Um, and then a midfield unit of Bruno, Joe Linton and Joe Willock or swap Joe Willock for John Joe Shelby when John Joe Shelby comes back. They haven't even got the best Willock brother and they're still doing well. That's mad. Yeah, that mad. is mad. But um, yeah, I like the Newcastle team a lot. I think like we said this a couple of times, the defensive unit is so solid. And yeah, going forward, if Bruno gets you two goals from centre midfield, he's quality. And then Almiron's kicking on as well this yeah, season. Yeah, Almiron is always, electric. you can always see a player in Almiron. Just final product. Just the final product. Yeah, wasn't there, and he started to kick on a bit this season. So it'd be interesting to see. I think Trippier, obviously, he came in like was it January last year? Yeah, and he really turned their fortune around. Yeah, that was like the first signing of the new era, wasn't it? And yeah, he he's just super important to me. His set pieces are unbelievable. Yeah, it'd be a very good asset to have in that England team potentially for the World Cup. Um, Maybe even him at left back, Ben White at right back. We've seen it before. Well, not, we haven't seen Follow it before, but we've idea. seen Trippier but, like um, before. Yeah, Brentford, are they hitting a bit of a rut? They haven't won a game, I think, in five now I'd, since the Leeds win. 
Yeah, I mean, we saw obviously last season, first season in the Premier League, and they started off, they started really strong, and then they've sort of faltered about towards getting towards Christmas time. They bought in Ericsson in January on like a free, and then that kicked them, that on, kicked yeah. them back up, and they had a really good spell, and then they sort of fallen off again. And they started the season quite well. Obviously, the massive result against United, um, they picked up points here and there, but yeah. I do worry like they don't really have anything too special about them. They've got good players, but our team's now able to find yeah. them out quite easily. Uh, yeah, it's interesting to know what their remit would be because like, obviously they came up first time ever being in the Prem and I'd say they're kind of all, not like safe. They've only been in the Prem two seasons now, but... They were established almost yeah, after their like, first I, season. I, yeah. I wouldn't even like put them in the conversation for relegation and that's like kudos to Thomas Frank and the squad that they're above that already and they've only been here a season when teams like Fulham are obviously playing all right this season but like the likes of Fulham Watford Bournemouth and that Norwich they come up Norwich they come up they can be here for a couple of seasons but you're always like they'll get relegated soon they'll they'll get relegation relegation fodder, yeah. whereas like uh, Brentford they've only been here a season and a half now and already just think they're too good for relegation which is fair play to them fair play yeah um, Newcastle do you think that they'll be in and around that top six uh, potential come the end of the season yeah I think I had them 7th in my or 8th I think I had them 8th in my um, table predictions for the end of year and I think that'll be about right I think they'll get 7th or 8th I think they'll benefit maybe from West Ham not really being on it so far this season same with United and maybe even Liverpool if they don't kick on that's another space that they could bop themselves up but yeah I think they'll be alright yeah, I, I, yeah, I think um, they're doing it in a steady pace. They don't. Do you know what? I thought they want their owners are going to come in and spend stupid money. Yeah, now they're but doing they've recruited really decent. well. Yeah, and I think Isaac's going to be a really good player when he comes back from yeah, injury. Yeah. And like you've got the likes of Bruno Gamarish, you've got uh, Trippier, Nick Pope as Botman, you've got uh, Saint Maximan as well. You've got players, real good players, quality, quality players. Um, so yeah, be interesting to see how they fare throughout the season. Uh, is there any other games that tickle your fancy? Spurs beat Brighton 1-0. They're boring. Um, next. But uh, we'd like to send our condolences to... Um, Giampiero? Giampiero, yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, but the, the Spurs uh, fitness coach yeah, yeah, who yeah. passed away. Yeah, yeah, that obviously, that's very sad. And but, uh, um, Did you see the Hurricane interview after the game? Yeah, he did look a bit upset, didn't he? Yeah, so obviously a difficult time. Uh, they went out and they've obviously done him proud, so congratulations to them. Yeah. As, as much as it hurts for us to say it. Yeah, no, uh, but yeah, hold tight. We're, the whole, we're a family of football. Yeah, we're come on, hold tight. Um, Rivalry society. Any so. man that dies, you don't want, you don't like that. So I will move on from that. Steadily. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously Spurs won one 0 They're keeping up their um, Crystal track Palace leads. That was a good game. My boy, my as boy. a tech man. Did you see the drop of the shoulder, Bosh, mate? Yeah, yeah. There was um, jo- was it Josh Windass on uh, Twitter? Oh, I went for his ankles. Josh Windows, he's a QPR fan. I played for Sheffield Wednesday. He, um, he tweeted the that Eberechi Eze, Emil Smith-Rowe couldn't lace Eze's boots. He had the goal. Which I don't think is... A, is he got a little bit correct. carried away. I, it, he, wasn't, it wasn't... I bit so hard. But because I'm there a is a conversation to be had. I, I, so after that happened, obviously, Rose went out and he was like, by the way, this is Emil Smith-Rowe got double digits in the season, Indeed. whatever. We've, I've, I've had Eze in the Premier League for like two seasons and he was out for like nine months or one of them. Um, I think there's a conversation to be had though, but they are completely different players. Different players. One is more central, one plays more wide. 
different kind as of... A, they have, like, similar playing. kind of profile in terms of what like they their do. their technicality, yeah. Yeah, they're both, like... Very good in tight space. Carrying the ball, getting out of tight spaces. So I get that comparison. But for me... It's also very hard to compare a player who's playing in a team like Crystal Palace to one that's played for, yeah, for Arsenal, 100%. especially in this current Arsenal team. I mean, I know he hasn't played much this I season. I think Eze's probably better at controlling the game, whereas Smith Rowe, I think I used the stat that he got double-digit goals because for me, Smith Rowe's better in the final third than Eze. I was looking at um, Sofa's score, though, and comparing um, their two full seasons. So Eze has a higher pass percentage uh, completion more key passes, more dribbles, um, and a higher average match rate than Emil Smith Rowe. But do you think that's because it's harder to shine in a, in a yeah? I was going to say like, diamonds. If or? that full season, are you talking about where he was at QPR? No, no, oh, no, no Crystal Palace. You never, yeah, Crystal Palace. But I, I think, think that's he's his just first like he's like, got, like the main man in that team, isn't he? Or kind yeah, of like he? just like everything I mean, flows through him. You've got you're playing Zaha, Elise. And um, at least it wasn't there when he had that full season. No, no, obviously not. But um, Zaha is the main man at Palace. But yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting conversation to have. I don't know. But yeah, a bit because he said he wasn't fit to lace. That's obviously not a. a, That's nowhere near true because Emerson Froh is an absolute baller. Yeah. A couple of years younger. But you know, we're blessed with ballers in this country. We are. They should both be getting in the England. They should be lacing each other's boots, man. Yeah, come on. Yeah, when they're playing for England in the World Cup final. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, good result for Crystal Palace because they. We're looking a bit dry. I think they hadn't won. Bit of a sticky spell in a while. So yeah, good to get some points on the board. And Jesse Marsh after was it nil nil against Villa last week? And then uh, yeah, that was a good nil nil though because they were down to ten men. But um, Bamford sh- should have scored. Yeah, he looks it's like good a to player. see Bamford back though. I like. Bamford. Yeah, he was getting into a lot of dangerous positions, but he didn't have that instinctual striker's sort of like finish yeah, probably a bit which rusty, is from, obviously I guess. from a lack of yeah. like intense play time. I mean, you can play as many under 23 games as you want but you're not yeah. going to get that intensity of the Premier League that split second decision making down uh, anything to round up this section? nah we'll come back we'll cover a couple more and then we'll do our predictions oh Bournemouth let's quickly talk about Bournemouth hold tight Gary O'Neill what a man QPR legend Gary O'Neill he's, he's undefeated in five took over a absolutely shagged Bournemouth team they'd just been 9 nilled. imagine having to kind of regather a group of players that have just oh, been absolutely nil. embarrassed and barraged embarrassed yes the- and they've been like absolutely ruined on TV by a team that are now lower in the league than them which is crazy but um, two wins and three draws two five. wins and three draws very decent because I had Bournemouth rock bottom of my predictions so did I they stink yeah that's going to be an and L for us if I they don't, don't really know I, can't, I still can't see them staying up it's crazy that they're eighth and we still think they'll get relegated. But Gary O'Neill is a man of tactical genius. I mean, he made a play in the playoff final to save QPR. Eventually got us promoted. He, he's a, he, yeah, he might just be a football genius. Yeah, no, I, I like Gary O'Neill. I think he just does everything quite understated. We said this um, when he first came in. Just sort out the defence. Go about your business quietly. Yeah, 100%. And then make the accumulation of that quietness speak loud we'll talk for you Gary real talk yeah don't worry Gary we're not seeing it Uh, we're we're making sure it's highlighted yeah nah good job shout out the cherries Um, but yeah we're gonna take a little break and then we'll be back with our predictions we've got a spicy game week next week we do it's very spicy very spicy very nice before we move on to the predictions Steven Gerrard is it his time to go it's time to go 
speaking of people getting sacked, do you see all the Leicester shit about um they had like you get your Brendan your, out. That's Bre- good. Yeah, Brendan that's out and uh Zach Rogers. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, back to uh Villa and Gerard. Who's, who's getting sacked first? Uh Rogers or Gerard? Steven Gerard, mate. Do you reckon? Yeah, he's saying. They haven't He doesn't have as much credit in the bank as Rogers no. does. No. Who was the manager before Gerard? Um, um, fucking Dean Smith. Dean Smith, yeah. Since Dean Smith, they haven't improved. Nah, not at all. Um, obviously he's got a worse record at than Villa Tim Sherwood. than Tim Sherwood and that Gary Neville had at Valencia. It, I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, he's... The football they're playing is dry. So dry, And man. honestly... Every week, I know they're not going to score more than one goal. I hate to bring it back to QPR, but it is the lack of McBill. It, like, it, it really be. is. Um... And Villa fans have been saying it. I mean, we've got... um it's so dry. We've got one of their midfielders, uh, Tim Irabonum, on loan. And he had an absolute blinder. Oh, he did? I watched that game. Yeah, he had an absolute blinder against Reading. He was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a real talent. Obviously, they lost, they lost uh, Chuk Wemaka as well. Um, yeah. Or well, just for the attacking talent they've got in their team, they shouldn't be struggling Oli to Watkins get is more than a goal. always offside, man. More than a goal a game. He's I show so speed bad. IRL. He, Oh, well, not like Speed is a real person, but... Shout out Speed. Him and Speed have the same knowledge of the offside rule. Yeah, nah, he, it's so bad. Like, yeah, he scored a goal that was offside, but he was so far offside. There was like, not even like a VAR call was needed. He was like literally a mile off when the ball got played across the six-yard But he's, he's, he's a good player. Yeah. Is, like, he, someone just teach him He can't side. be your striker. He needs to play out on the wing. Yeah, 100%. Get Cameron Archer up front. He's an absolute... Yeah, actually, baller. his little cameo in that game was actually yeah, quite good. Cameron Archer but, is, is elite. Um... But yeah, Villa just looked devoid of ideas. There's there's managers out there that I think would have the job. Dyche, I think, would do a better job. Um, Fucking, I don't really rate Nuno Espirito Santo that much, but he'd do a better job than Steven Gerrard. There's managers out there that could do more. After his stint at Rangers, I thought, him out of like Rooney and Lampard, that that sort of like three, that trio, obviously ex-England, like Mandem, I thought he was the best manager out of all of them. Dry. But Lampard's absolutely doing bits at Everton, which is fair play to him. We said that last week. Rooney did a really good job at Derby. I know he's gone over to the States now to manage, but he he done a really good job with an absolute lack of any... Like, he couldn't spend anything. Yeah, no help they were losing all. money, just left, right and centre. They lost players, really big players. So, but Gerard, he just looks devoid of any tactical nuance. And it's very hard to see. Obviously, he had Mick Beale at range as well, but they weren't great last season and they've got worse this season. And if you're, you're a Villa fan, I'd be very worried. They need to make a change. And yeah. it'd be interesting to see, potentially, maybe go for a sweep for Rodgers. I think that's what Rodgers needs. I think he needs a fresh start at a different club. Yeah, maybe. But, um, yeah, yeah, for me, Villa are dry. I don't, this is the time. I don't like them anyway, but it's just like, they've got to be doing better. This is the time to make a change. Michael Jackson... You can sing this one. I'm not going to... I forgot it's that word. It's time to make a change... But yeah, no, we need to. Um, we we need to stop. Villa needs to make a change. You come up to the World Cup now. You're gonna have a little. You're gonna have a big yeah. break. Get a manager in. Get him to get him used to the players who aren't going to go to the World Cup. Get him to see who can, you can work out with, and just that club just needs something to revitalize because they've got talent. They've got ballers in that team, and when it's not working with the, that sort of level, it's it's issues. Big Coutinho issues. has one goal contribution in his last twenty appearances. But they went out. They spent money on like Leon Bay. They bought in Coutinho on a, a permanent. They obviously bought in uh, Douglas Costa. He got injured. Um, Kamara as well. Like Danny Ings. Danny Ings. Luca Digne. 
Mm. Like it's dry. Matty Cash, they've spent money. Yeah, and it's like then then these players are all individually very good players, and it's just not working. And um, that's Stephen Gerrard's fault. And yeah, at the end of the day, it's got to come down to like something. It lies with the players, but it also lies with the manager. Like really does. So yeah, yeah gigs at the end of season. If um, you're out there, you're Villa CEO watching this, because we know who they do, sack him. And he can get a Don't job. Don't back on, him. He, sack him. He can become a pundit on uh, board draw. Come on, Stevie G. Stevie mate, G. Get on here. But yeah. Um, we'll get on to predictions because yeah, we're chatting shit. We're just waffling now, yeah. Friday night football. Brentford versus Brighton. Oh, I'm, I'm, I've been fairly impressed with Brighton on the Deserby so far. Yeah, Deserby um, ball be looking kind of good. But Brentford are in need of a bounce back. And yeah. I think after a battering at Newcastle, they might just do that. It is at um, Brentford's home park. Um, oh, It's not the greatest game to be set on Friday night, though, is it? No, but I do like both these teams and kind of what they're ideas playing football are I think Brighton are what attacking. Brentford could be in like two years yeah like they I mean? both like play quite nice attacking football very smart recruitment like, yeah very smart recruitment two smart managers um, fucking Brighton were all over Spurs in the 1-0 oh is the mic going to fall down that's a nail I've recovered it okay. no I haven't okay we'll be back in <laughs> we'll be back in a second the table's just dying like, the mic has been recovered. All good. No All need to good. panic. Yeah, don't worry, guys. The ghetto set up ghetto. lives on. Yeah. Uh, Brighton, Brentford. What were we saying? Yeah, Brighton could Brentford could be that team that Brighton were. That they, be, they are Funny, now. Yeah. Um, they're very smart in terms of their recruitment and everything. Um, but yeah, I don't know whether they've got enough to stop this. I mean, I've, yeah, like I said, I've been impressed with the Zerbi yeah, and Brighton. So they were all over Spurs and on I, another day they win that game 2-1. So for me... I'll start the scoring. I think it's going to be a 2-1 Brighton. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Brighton. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Saturday, early kickoff. I'm going to be at the races. You are going to be at the races. But who hasn't been at the races recently? Leicester versus Palace. Did you I like mean, that little segue? They put in a performance against, um, what's their name the other week? Oh, Leicester. Yeah. Nottingham Forest. Against Forest. Yeah. Which do- it doesn't say much, I like but... I can put on a performance against Nottingham Forest. Obviously, the and then they go and lose to Bournemouth. Yeah. Like, what? And they were 1-0 up as well. Just like, they just lose so many fucking... I think that happened when they played Brentford. They were 2-0 up and then shut the bed in that game. But yeah, Palace obviously good. off a good result against uh, Leeds. It's not looking good, bro. I think they might... <laughs> I think they <laughs> might have a... Um, a yeah, I think I might have too much for uh, this Leicester team who are just very, very poor. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Rodgers will be really feeling the pressure after they lose 2-0. No, they're going to lose 3-1 to Crystal Palace. I was going to go 2-0. Yeah, I realised I went 2-0 for Brighton, so I thought 3-1. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens to me. Other scores I say kind of like pollute my brain and then I can't be totally impartial. But yeah, Battle of the newly promoted teams. Palace will win that. Battle of the uh, the automatically promoted teams in Fulham and Bournemouth. That'll be a good game. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm starting to lose my mind a bit. Um, yeah, two teams are like doing better than everyone expected them. Like we both had them in our relegation zone. So If you would ask me who's going to win out of Fulham Bournemouth maybe five weeks ago, it would have been clear cut. Oh, yeah. But Fulham have, you know, they, they got battered. No Mitro potentially. Well, yeah, no Mitro. Um, they lost 4-1 to Newcastle, didn't they? 
And then um five one. Yeah. Just yeah. They're not they're not having the greatest time at the minute. Um no. perhaps that sort of bounce back into the Premier League is sort of worn off. I know Mitro obviously being out injured. Uh fuck you because that fucked my fantasy. Um but yeah, I mean Bournemouth are just looking very solid, which I didn't think I'd say about Bournemouth at any yeah, point yeah. in the season. After you ship nine goals for a couple of weeks later to say they're looking quite solid is it's a bit of a turnaround. Quite the turnaround, yeah. But um I think this might be a uh a, oh, I do fancy Fulham. I hope she fancies you too. Thank you. Um I was gonna go for a draw, but I might go for a one nil Fulham. I reckon there's goals in this game, you know. Uh, I'm going to go for a 3-1 Fulham. 3-1, very yeah, interesting. I think poor old Gary O'Neill is going to get his first L in charge. Had on Marco Silva. Potentially. Who knows? My predictions have been shit, so Managing don't hold me to that. Wolverhampton Wanderers versus currently the still in state in manager oh. with a new deal, Steve Cooper. This is a dry game. Yeah. I mean, Dennis scored, didn't he, on Monday? Yeah, he did. But um, yeah, it wasn't. He had a bit of a shit game, though. Dean Anderson has conceded more goals than any keeper from outside the box. Like his save percentage of like compared to the XG against him is so poor. And I was say, I was saying that he'd be my England team, but honestly, he's had an absolute stinker this season, and it probably doesn't fill you with a lot of confidence if you're any of those defenders. Um, but I think I, I mean this is just a dead game, isn't it? I'm gonna go one-one. I think I might go for a two-one Wolves. I think they might score yeah. a couple goals in this one. I don't, who knows? This will be a good game. Spurs. <laughs> don't care. Spurs. Everton. I just. I want to see Spurs unleashed. I want to see. I want to see the Spurs team. If they win another game one nil, I swear I might off myself because they're but so boring. That's kind of the Conte way, isn't it? It is. But I swear it's just dry Everton we didn't talk about them but Everton against Man United they actually had a very good performance Wobi had like the most polarising game he scored an absolute screamer but then was pretty responsible for both Man United's goals so one of those ones but yeah Everton looked good in my opinion and I think this will be a good I said the same last week that Brighton would be a good challenge for Spurs and they overcame that challenge and this will be a good challenge for Spurs I think Everton have sort of adopted a pressing style of football which I wasn't expecting under Frank Lampard um, and I think any team that plays a press that doesn't have the quality of like an Arsenal or a Man City will fall to the traps of uh, Antonio Conte's Spurs. It's a very good observation. So I do think that Everton will come undone. They have a very good defensive record. I know they shipped two to United, but they actually had before that weekend the best defence in the league, which was pretty mind-blowing to read because they're Everton. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm going to go for a 3-0 Spurs. 3-0. I think the goals have started coming and they won't stop coming. And they won't stop coming. I've said this every single week. Spurs' defence, I have zero faith in them. So any Spurs prediction, they're conceding for me. Better with Basuma on the pitch, though. But I do agree. I think Everton... In the fullback areas, I know Nathan Patterson's had a good start to the season, but for me... Son and if Kulisewski, who I think is fit at the moment, um, both start, they'll have a lot of joy. Pace wise, they're going to burn. Kane went off injured though, last Cody. Week, didn't he? He did. I think he'll be fine. I think we'll... uh, he came out in the interview after and said he was fine. Yeah, he might have just been precautionary. So I do reckon it's going to be a Spurs win. I'm going to go 3 1. 3 1? Yeah, so I've gone 3 0, you've gone 3 1. Villa versus Chelsea. Could be quite an interesting game. We've got a, man- a manager who's sort of on a bounce. 
in Graham Potter against one who is very much... Very good result against AC Milan last night. Very good result. Very good performance as well. Obviously, Rhys James went off injured. Yeah. A bit worrying for uh, any England or Chelsea fans. Uh, hopefully, it's nothing serious though because I have my fantasy team. And <laughs> I think he's a baller. I think he's a very good player. Yeah, no, he is. Um, Mason Mount looks like a revelation under Graham Potter. Yeah, I tweeted this. I think... He's a very Graham Potter player. Oh, such a Graham Potter player. Graham Potter player? Uh, yeah, I think them two match made in heaven. And I think, hopefully, Mason Mount... Or, he's always been a very good player, but I think he has the ability to get into like that conversation with like maybe just a little bit below Phil Foden. And yeah, some, yeah. he's been kind of slacking. And I think, hopefully, Potter will be able to... He's the kind of team... So, like, James, they should build kind of like the team around him and Mason Mount. And I think Mason Mount needs to be given the freedom and I think Potter will allow that. One of your your mates Aubameyang's popping up with a few goals here and there. Dusted player. Did you see the little the, the clip. clip that came out? I mean to be fair it was sour at the time. He yeah. came out afterwards and was like yeah good luck to Arsenal apart from one in November when we play you. Like, fair enough. I mean I don't care. Sorry now I'm not fast. We're on to bigger and better but things. But yeah obviously um, Chukwemeko as well so I had his first uh, full debut for Chelsea. Um, I reckon Chelsea slap Villa. I agree. I'm going for 4-0. I'm going for 3-0. Big, yeah, big, big goals. Villa offer absolutely Villa don't nothing. ship too many goals though. And they're very good at deading games down. But I think that will for play me, into Chelsea's I hands. I think Chelsea just slap them, mate. I think there's got to be an underlying tension at Aston Villa at the moment. Just thinking like... The away fans at the last game were singing Gerard out. So yeah, yeah, I think they're like a heavy spanking away from him losing his job. Um... A very nice game. Very good game coming up on uh, Sunday. Leeds versus Arsenal. Yeah. That boy. is a tasty, tasty fixture. Yeah. I, I think we run away with this game. I think it's a similar case to when we played them last season that they kind of, they're energetic, high press. It's a lot more organised under Jesse Marsh now, but that kind of playing style, the IQ of our players to get around that play style at the moment is like a different level and I think we're I think Leeds will be in for a spanking I think we could hit him yeah I'm gonna go for five oh, that'd be fucking nice I'm gonna be a little bit more reserved I'm gonna go through are we gonna concede nah I think we won't 3-0 three 3-0 nil. Three nil on 5-0 no. yeah. um, Man United Newcastle also, this will be a good game yeah 100% like Saturday's games are pretty dead Friday yeah. Saturday game's dead why have Sunday, they got four games on at two o'clock just don't know. I quite enjoyed having the United game on it. Uh, later later, yeah, 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 it was quite nice. Yeah. Obviously, it's not great for people. Just like an extra one to have on TV when you've got four games that you can't. Oh, you can't call it. it Super Sunday when four of the games are on at the same time. Yeah, it's trash. I know um, that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, United Man, Newcastle. Newcastle was a great result. United looking better. They're looking a bit more consistent in their play style. Um, yeah, I, I think. Uh, I think Newcastle. Their play style is a bit more settled. Then Man United, Man United still kind of learning it. I the do agree. The United team. Yeah, it's 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 Man United's quality, but less kind of learn play style versus Newcastle's pretty. They're like pretty much like nine. You know, on Football Manager when you like set a new tactic up and you get it to like ninety nine percent familiarity. Yeah. Newcastle are there, but their quality isn't as good as Man United in certain areas. But I think Newcastle. We'll do a little sum in sum in. I'm going to go 2 1 Newcastle. You're going 2 1 Newcastle? I'm just going to go for a 2 all draw. 2 all draw. Yeah, I like that. I think, um, yeah, I think it could be. Yeah, I think it'll be, tight, it'll be tight. A tight. I think game. it's a really good game. Yeah. I think this could be a potential battle for top six. 
Um, Southampton West Ham. Both is not champions of the league. Can't believe Arsenal going to win the World Cup. It's mental. <laughs> um, Southampton versus West Ham. St. Mary's. The Hammers down there. Can they do anything? Skamaka's, uh, uh, Skamaka's starting to pick up his goal scoring he form. Is. Skamaka which is good looks good. Antonio's got a couple of goals recently. And Newcastle, uh, not Newcastle, West Ham have a game tomorrow night, which is always a bit of a problem yeah. that kind of gets in the way. Especially for a squad that don't have the same amount of depth as other teams in Europe. Yeah. Um, but Southampton, they're struggling. They look poor. Struggling. Poor, poor, poor. I, don't, I think Hassan Hootel's time might be up. Yeah, this it's like the Steven Gerrard thing where you're saying the fans want him out. I've seen a lot of people say that a lot of Southampton fans have they progressed in the years that they've had him there. They had like a a new manager boost for like a season where he looked very good and he was kind of like the best manager. He's very highly rated. Yeah, he's got like a good kind of CV, but I think it's downwards at the moment. The the spiral is happening. He's expired. Yeah, um, expired milk. I don't think. I don't think. There's too much in this game. I think it's going to be like a 1 0 West Ham. I think I'm going to agree with you. 1 0 West Ham. Yeah. Uh, rounding out the weekend. Bash. Ugh. Bash. Liverpool off of a bad defeat to Arsenal. Um, I say bad. They lost 3 2. One of the goals could be in very hard off, but Arsenal did deserve to win that game. Liverpool didn't look the worst that they played all season. Um, but they've but come out of that game. Trent not available. Matip. Matip not available. Diaz not available. Robbo, I think, is on the fence. Diaz could be out until after the World Cup. Yeah, which is sad. Which is sad. But um, but like I mean, they've got injuries. That potentially leaves them free to play like with Nunez, Jota out on the left, or even Harvey Elliott, mm. and then you've got Firmino behind, and then Salah out wide on the right. And what it also does is. They can play Joe Gomez at right back, who offensively isn't going to do what Trent does, but defensively is so, so much, much more better, solid. So much better. So, is it a blessing in disguise? I don't know. You never want to be without Trent in the They've game got, like um, this. But Calvin yeah. Ramsey as well, who I think has been injured. Yeah, so um, from Scotland, didn't he? Yeah. But he's he's a like really exciting player. And, and I I was listening to uh, the TFO podcast, and uh, JJ Ball was talking about how. He's noticed that Klopp doesn't like to throw young players in at the deep end. I mean, it would have been a great opportunity to come on and play against Arsenal, play that right-back role, but you don't really want to go straight into his team, especially his team that's struggling as well. Oh, before, yeah, yeah. Because that could just completely destroy a player. And I, so, I just shout out to TFO Podcast. Yeah. Go listen to them. They're, they're all, their knowledge is almost on our level. But um, Yeah, I mean, Liverpool's got issues and Man City. I mean, I know we spoke about this earlier in the podcast. Pep said that ha- Haaland and uh, Foden potentially with a few issues, but... I mean, Harlem versus Van Dyke. This is what we've been waiting for. We were waiting for it, and then now we were Van Dyke shit. Yeah, and Saliba's the man. And I've been absolutely rinsed for my uh, <laughs> my, my guy. Had him in his best ever centre back, Van Dyke. Oh, what an L. I stand by it. I stand by it. Um, yeah, yeah anyway, Van Dyke masterclass. Liverpool win four 0 Van Dyke with uh, all four. Van Dyke with all four and two are offside. <laughs> nah, um, I think this game's gonna be closer than people think. Do you think? Yeah, I really do. Um, a lot of people are saying that Haaland's going to put nine past them, double digits. I don't think so. I think it's going to be a tighter game than people think. I think it will. there will be spells where Liverpool are on top. I think it's going to be spells where City are on top. Spit it out, bruv! But I'm going to go for a 2-1 to Manchester City. Very nice. I agree Man City are going to win, but I'm going to go 4-1. Fair enough. Do and that is... 
episode 25, quarter cinch. Yeah, we, we've waffled a lot during this episode. There were some really good points and some bad points. Yeah, we know, started sometimes off, good, sometimes it was shit. like IQ here, waffle down here, yeah. and then it's kind of like gone that way. Yeah, you know, I mean. Episode's gone on. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. It is but yeah, it is. Hope thank you, you very much for listening, guys. Um, Make sure to follow all our socials. We, I said we, Ross has been banging out the short form media, the Instagram reels, the YouTube shorts, the TikTok. Yeah, follow us on all platforms. Everything down in the description Sub to below. everything. We've got um, a big schedule coming up ahead of the Qatar World Cup. <laughs> yeah, like We're going to be seeing way too much of each other for our comfort. It's how we like it. Yeah, so it's going to be mental. Make sure you are subscribed, got notifications on, everything like that. We want to try get our YouTube up to 100 subs. So if your nan's not subscribed, yeah, go I to our house. I was actually about to say, get the nans involved. Get your nan. Nans love us and we love them. Um, but yeah, If your nan wants to come on, we can put another chair here. Of course you can. So you sit on your lap. Blood clot. Thank you very much yeah, for listening, guys. It's been Bored Draw and it's live. Cheers, guys.